Folks, the boys are back in town. Yep. It's highly disputed on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. Back on the radio. On the radio. Off the internet. My name is Dylan Bishop, and with me is Ryan Stickle. That's me. Back Boy. in the, the nice restraints of radio. The nice restraints. A strict hour. No cursing. But Limited subject matter. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> better audio quality. Much better audio quality. We're not on a Zoom call this time, so. Or Skype. Or Skype. Yeah, I think we did Skype. We tried usually. to do one over Zoom, and Zoom, I, like, didn't didn't know how to, like, access the file to actually upload it. Yeah. And it was like, okay, if you have this issue, contact Zoom, send them the file, and they'll get back to you. Yeah. And then a few days later, maybe even been a week later, they were like, yeah, we're just not we're not going to do that. <laughs> we got too much going on right now. Eh, whatever, yeah. Fair, probably, no, fair enough. I mean, think of all this, the Zoom calls that are recorded for classes and like all kinds of stuff being sent to them, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. It's whatever. So that's the lost episode of Highly Disputed. The lost up. Ep- we had a special guest that had never been on before. Yes. I think it was a Shepard Snyder Shepherd and Garrett Snyder. Junkins. Garrett was was that the one? I think I mean, if there were, that's the only one Garrett's been involved I in. I think so. so. Yeah. Was that the one where Nick was on and he was just trying to ruin the show the whole time? Yes, he was playing Madden and he was just screaming about Madden yeah. in the middle of our conversations. <laughs> it was like it was like we had a Zoom call and there were like two people trying to do a radio show and everyone else was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna be a complete." It was it was four people mess. trying to have a conversation and then just one guy who was like he he's like the guy in class who doesn't mute his mic and just tries to do something else. Oh my gosh! Yeah, doesn't. <laughs> Nick, what a guy. Get him out of the radio booth. He's just like a complete maniac. Really? Pretty much. So, yeah. Good to be back, though. Yeah. Everything nice and sanitized in here. Mm-hmm. Got a wet, wet wipe in hand right now. Yes. And just wiping down everything. Actually, going to wipe down this keyboard real quick because who knows? Yeah. Better safe than sorry. You can never be too safe, just in general, but especially in today's age. Definitely. I don't trust anybody. You can't. It's too risky. Not even you. You specifically listening. Yes. Whoever you, you are. You, the listener, can't be trusted. I don't... <laughs> we don't trust you. <laughs> Turn us off. Now. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, sports, I guess. I don't know. There are. What do we talk about on the show? I don't. I forget. Uh, Technically, I guess sports sometimes yeah. depends on the day and the time yeah, we and did, the week. We did like a whole hour on American Idol over the summer. Yeah, you can check that out on uh, SoundCloud and Spotify. Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Spotify. So that means we're like an actual podcast. Yeah. We're not just like some kids. Uh, technically. Yeah. We're still some kids. Or men. Me- yeah. <laughs> or men. Just talking. Just talking. Get back into the hang of things, right? Yeah, it's really strange being in here, I gotta say. It's like... We weren't sure we'd be back. The last time we talked on, on the... Uh, WSHC airwaves, we uh, 
We thought this might be the last time. We thought it might be, just in general. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I guess we're done, but... This is yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out, no. We're not. Now, if you remember the last show, we did mention on there that we were seniors at Shepherd University. But here's the thing, folks. Graduate school, it exists. Think yeah. about it. Yes, I'm definitely in grad school. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Shepherd sports are not going to be happening for the rest of 2020. There are college sports happening and pro sports happening. Yeah. Shepherd will not be involved. Division two, not involved. A lot of Division One not involved. Yeah. They're holding out. Although some of them are uh, on their way back. Uh, apparently. I, yeah, anything. I, I don't know why anybody like the Pac-12 or Big Ten would come back in like November. Because it's like, what do you, you're just playing each other for nothing. Your season's going to end and you're not going to be ranked for anything. You're not going to be eligible for bowls. Like, I don't well, understand Well, I that. saw something that. If they played however many games, they would be eligible for the college football playoff. Something I might have been Are they gonna push back something related to playoff? Ohio State, or would their season be condensed and, and they, they would play less games? Than... Okay, because I guess they. I mean, I guess the way college football is, you could start really late and then you would just have like a week or something, and then it's like your regular season straight into your playoff game. There's been rumors swirling about the Big Ten coming back uh, this week and uh, today. The big, I want to say it's the Big Ten Twitter account, or it may have been like Minnesota football or something. Like one of the schools' accounts was like, "Can you name the last season that Big Ten football or Minnesota football started in October?" It's like, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wow, interesting. Apparently, that there's rumor that that vote's already happened and they just haven't publicized it yet. But. Yeah. It's hard to say. I think what happened was uh, it's like the SpongeBob meme where Squidward's uh, sitting in his house and you see SpongeBob and Patrick running outside, running outside. having fun. Yeah. That was the Pac 12 and the Big 10 seeing the Big 12 and the, see, they, and the they, ACC they and canceled. play. They canceled and they're like, well, once we cancel, everyone else will do it. And then and nobody, everyone, everyone else is like, like, no. like, no, we'll play. We'll play football. And they're like, you should have known the SEC would never cancel football. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, those states are barely cance- have barely canceled anything throughout this last six months. Yeah, let it, yeah. I mean, it's, they're just out and about. There's like Alabama high school games, just packed crowds, and no one's wearing. Oh yeah, they just it's whatever. They just don't care. That see that's um like how the Chiefs game. They said, oh, we'll have like 17 percent or something. I was like, oh, whatever. And then the game starts. I'm like, oh, that's a lot of people there. <laughs> like the SEC teams. Like I feel like some of them will probably have like 50 percent, and that's still just going to look ridiculous. Fifty percent sounds, and especially like the big college football stadiums can hold. Some of them can hold 80, like a hundred thousand, eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand. Like the big ones, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, that's just. I mean, Texas Tech had seventy-five cases, and I think there's like five or six of them left who still haven't recovered, and no one else has. But like, that's like on their campus, on their team. Oh, <laughs> they have a, they have they currently oh. have a, a 123 players on the roster, and 75 of them have had have had or currently have coronavirus. It's like Coach O said that today. He's like, you know what? Most of the team has caught this already, so actually we're we're fine. <laughs> All the players gonna get it. <laughs> Everybody's gonna get it. Everybody's gonna get it. Everybody's gonna get it eventually. We're already past. We're already past the worst of it. All right. So <laughs> we're just gonna get through it. We make sure they don't get it again. Right now we're cool. Go Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So, well, we'll see. 
Yeah, all the D2 sp- and, you know, all the sport. I guess it's all of the schools that and conferences that can't afford. Like, you could technically get through a season like how the NBA is doing a bubble and testing every day, and the NFL yeah. is basically testing every day. The NFL does a lot of testing. The NFL yeah. has a... Uh, it's a, like, d- you can do that, yeah. but you know how much money that costs? A lot. Yes. Which they have, but you know. And it's kind of like, there's a lot of things you can do right now safely with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There are there are definitely millionaires and billionaires in Los Angeles having house parties where you come up to the front door, you take this, you take a rapid a rapid test that takes 15 minutes to give the result, yep. head back to your car for 15 minutes, and you, you know you come in. and hey hey you tested negative. Man, let's have fun. Let's have a hundred people. Yeah, that must be nice. You see that thing on Twitter? Some guy and all his friends, and he's he's like they're they're all not wearing masks. They're like on a beach somewhere, just chilling out. And then he says in the caption. Oh, this is a private island, and we all got tested. So uh, everyone, go wear your mask. Don't worry about us. <laughs> private island, all been tested. Yeah, wear, wear your mask, please. Yes, and it was like get, that was a meme on Twitter for a, a day or yeah, so. It's like, gosh, yeah. you're the worst person in the world, honestly. So, mm. I just, uh, I just don't see, I don't see how college football is going to get through, unless they force teams to shut down. Like teams, they they have so many. Players it depends on your roster. definition of getting through. Yeah, it's true because. Powering through and getting through are probably two different things. Yeah, because these teams have so many bodies on their roster. Like, if they say we're playing, they're just going to throw whoever out, especially these bad teams that just don't care. It's like an NFL roster on game day after the inactives. It's like 46 guys. It's not a, it's not on, a ton. In college, that's a third of the roster. So it's like, hey, yeah. we can have two-thirds of the roster out. Who cares? Yeah. We so. can play with 46 guys. Sure. And, and high school, I don't even know how they're doing it because those people aren't getting tested. They're just praying that no one catches it. Man, these kids are just out here. They're like, hey, let's just hope everyone's asymptomatic. We won't even know. All these kids sweating and just like spitting all over the place. And it's just, ugh. It's hey, if you were asymptomatic for two weeks, it's like you didn't even have it, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's what that's what I hope for. I, I guess that's the hope. It's, I, ugh. Ugh, what a mess. Cancel it all. Unless it's the bubble. Unless it's the bubble, which is happening right now. Yes, and baseball just approved a bubble. They're going to play their... The World Series will be played at the Rangers' new stadium. Did you see that for the divisional round and the championship round, there will be no days off between games? Oh, my God. Yeah, they said that like the ALDS will be played October uh, 4th through 9th. Oh, man. (laughs) That's kind of fun, actually, though. I'm intrigued by that. Probably not too fun for the players. The players, but I mean, who care? Who's ever cared about the players? That's right? true. Just give me my baseball. The owners don't no care about breaks. the players. I mean, I just want it. I don't want it. I want it rushed at me. Okay, I just want nonstop. Give me four games a day, back to back to back, no days off. Yes. From I would give one p.m. to one a.m. All right, just throw it at me. Give me the good stuff. Of course, all of it at once. NBA, it's, though, at the end of the day, it's still baseball. So it's still baseball, which you can't, that's why you need it all at once, man. You can't spread baseball out; it's already slow enough. Pace. That's true. Give so. four. If you give me four baseball games that are on all at the same time, oh, see, that's it. That's some that four playoff baseball games all on at the same time. I can quad box it like it's the red zone. Ugh. baseball needs a red zone. Yeah, what's uh? They have that on like Tuesdays and Friday nights, I believe. 
and yet still they're probably cutting between foul balls and yeah it's just like yeah you cut the bases loaded you cut to no hitters i guess it's it's not quite as fun as red zone no nothing's quite as fun as red zone i there's nothing on tv as fun as red zone which was back was oh man scott well, hansen two on days TV, ago that felt good just hearing his voice hearing yes him. and i will say i think I think I watched a stream with Siciliano. Oh, but I I watched. I couldn't. F- the The streaming sites were down. Like everyone, I guess, flooded I, them. They I weren't. They weren't ready. W- around one o'clock, I was trying to get on, and everything. I thought it was my internet at first, but then I, you know, get on Twitter, and everyone's kind of complaining. I was like, oh, that's that's how it is. But uh, yeah, I noticed during these games they have this fake crowd noise. All the NFL games, mm-hmm. and I noticed on Red Zone. Since it's just cutting back and forth quickly, I didn't notice. You don't really notice it. It, it just it looked like and, That's what and I sounded like real games. It wasn't until I sat down and watched like a full game. When you watched like I watched the like Steelers and Giants. Watch, last no, night. It, like the uh, I watched like the Bucks and Saints. Mm. And there were a couple things with that one. One it was when you're sitting and you're you're feeling the flow of the game. I feel like hearing, the dome would make it worse. You're hearing the crowd come in and out, and the dome it just doesn't sound right. It's not as nearly as loud. Like, the other ones, they can make a little loud, and it's like, yeah, they're outside. All the sounds just kind of... The dome, it's all so trapped in there. It didn't feel right. But they said the sound comes from NFL Films, and it's uh, it's sound from each stadium. So the sound you're hearing is from that stadium. Okay. And, and each sound, they have, like, a system built in where it's situational. So, like, I was... They cut to, like... I think it was Scott Hansen explaining this. Like, the Bills converted a fourth and one... At like the forty yard line, and he's like, "This is this is the sound you're hearing is from a time when the Bills converted a fourth and one somewhere on the field, and it's <laughs> the same cheer. Like there's a whole system built in, which is really cool, but like at the same time, it's just one of those. It's like uncanny valley where it's like, yeah, it seems like some teams might be doing it better than others. I feel like the sound can't be like uniform across because I was watching it's some. Like, I was watching some highlights of like games from on on Monday yesterday." And you could tell during that where it's like a guy will go on like a 20, 30 yard run and the sound, the crowd noise kind of picks up. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not quite right. They allow him 70 decibels, which is not for, for an NFL stadium is not loud at all. But I see um, a coach said it was sounded like you're in a loud restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said the uh, Giants game sounded like it was at a Whole Foods, which I thought was funny. <laughs> but uh, the Giant, like the Giants game was one of the quietest I had heard. I was sitting there watching it because even with all the ESPN, they got all the extra mics on Monday Night Football and stuff. I was like, this is, it's dead quiet even when the Giants are on defense. I was watch. I saw a clip of the Cardinals 49ers game, a run that Kyler Murray had where he, I think it was like maybe like a 10 yard run, but it was a sideline camera, like one of the camera, like Cardinals team photographers, videographers. Yeah. And it was a clip. You was just the on-field sound, and it was that's where I could really like. There was nothing. I, oh, yeah. I don't even. It didn't even sound like they were playing the fake crowd noise during the clip. Yeah. If, you, if they were, you, I couldn't hear it because it's not loud at all. Like no, I, it I sounded really, like just like practice. I would really like them, like maybe later in the year in playoff games. They say, "All Bump right, it up. turn this hundred decibels." You know, it'd be awesome. All right, so they. I'm sure they have sound data somehow for each stadium. I know, like, especially Seattle and Kansas City, they're always trying to break world records. Yeah. Whatever, like, the average sound level is for that stadium, that's how high you get the speakers. So Seattle, those speakers are getting destroyed, right? (laughs) Like, there's seismic activity from their sound system. 
And if you bust your speakers, that's just, you know, that's the price you pay. But if it happens, that would actually be pretty horrible for the team on that's visiting because some like sound from people like natural sound it's loud and your ears artificial (laughs) the artificial speakers loud sound from a speaker is just horrid like the falcons last year maybe the year before get accused of piping sound noise into the the dome yes i mean if i guess they did it well because i mean i didn't i never noticed i'm not i didn't watch a lot of falcons games but i mean falcons fans if, if you can play crowd noise without um without a crowd in in the stadium and it sounds okay you can definitely play crowd noise with your crowd there and have it sound totally natural like that's falcons fans just aren't loud enough that's why they did it they were like our crowd's not making noise man they, it's pretty sleepy crowds for to be honest yeah it's a it's really a soccer town to be honest remember when we had we had terrence and christian on here who are i don't know if they're from atlanta but they they're they, falcons they fans. visit atlanta yeah. and they, they're falcons fans uh, Christian, I think it was, said that a lot of people who live in Atlanta aren't from Atlanta. Interesting. So maybe they go. That's what it is: is they go to the Falcons games, but they're not really, you it's know, diehard Falcons yeah. fans. Might it's be. like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I know a lot of people around here who go to Wizards games, who are like barely NBA fans. Yeah, because it's just like, yeah, it's just like go to the NBA. I go game. to Wizard. I go to Wizards games and own some Wizards gear, and I'm not a, I'm not a Wizards <laughs> right. fan, right? And it's just, yeah, it's just you kind of go. Todd, and hang out. Todd, the janitor in the Rams den, thinks I'm a Wizards fan. He does. <laughs> I mean, you see the gear, you just assume, you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but you think the NFL would be a different thing, you know, where it's like if you're paying to go to an NFL game, I feel like you would want to be there, at least with some type of rooting interest. You right? would think. I feel like just going to a football game, an NFL game, mm-hmm. maybe a college game would be different, but just going to an NFL game just to watch it. Doesn't like sound foot, fun. Uh, part of the football experience, going to the game, is like getting into the atmosphere. Exactly. Exactly. I guess these people are just massively rich and just go and don't care. They just drink, might be a, just sit down and That's kind of like how the Warriors, as they got better and kept winning championships, and especially in their new arena. They the they jacked up the price of the tickets. Oh, so then the oracle. So then like the oracle, like the aura um, of like, oh man, this is a really raucous crowd at the oracle. It yep. started dying down because the people in the seats started getting becoming the richer and richer people who weren't actually mm-hmm. there till because they're diehard Warriors fans. Yes, exactly. Yes, fan games are less and less accessible for like people. I think what we're saying is rich people make things worse. Yeah, they're ruining the football. That's why college is good, you know? You just let a bunch of students in for free. Yeah, they're all broke, so that's yeah. why it's the best. Yeah, the tickets are generally... Well, depends on the team, I guess. Yeah. WVU used to have reasonable prices, you know, but compared to other schools. But now it's it's starting to get crazy there. It's just, you know... I'll stick to my Shepherd games whenever they exist. <laughs> whenever they're back. Yeah. Which, who knows? Those Shepherd crowds, a little sleepy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's well. First, it's the noon start, and it's also they the, always start at noon. Yeah. Also, the amount of old people at the game who just don't have the capacity to yell that loud. Yeah. And all the students are chilling, and that's that's that. But the playoff games, those are or the students are very much not chilling. Yes, yes. That's I'm generally the one not chilling. I'm in that. I'm in the not chilling group. <laughs> until I'm until I get to the point where until you're very until, until you're I'm really really chilling. chilling. <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's a fine line there. Definitely. Man, I miss those days. 
They'll be back. Bring back the football. Maybe I, next year, I guess. I, I feel like people are going to try to do that stuff like at this level, D2 level. Yeah. They're going to try it sooner than they should in the same way that people are doing stuff right now sooner yeah. than they should. Yeah. And it, it won't go 100% right, My whole but thing it'll is... go just enough right that they don't like cut it off. Yeah. The only thing that's that... usually how it, how it is. We go we things are just bad enough <laughs> that we don't have to pause everything and be like, "Let's okay, we got to really hunker down and fix this." Mm-hmm. We're just like, "No. As long as it's like functioning, we're Looks good." It's fine to me, you know. Yeah. It's like whatever. My, my car is making a weird noise, but it's driving. It still drives, it yeah. It moves the same, so hey. It's whatever. Just keep on keep on moving. I mean, I'm sure it'll like it'll break down and all yeah. the tires will fall bust off of it in like two years, but yeah. I mean, like, who cares? That's two years from the, now. Uh, the only thing that makes me think uh like D two places like Shepherd will wait a little bit and like like their conference will wait a little bit is that there's just way less money in it. Yeah. Like yeah, if you're not playing football, you know, your boosters and stuff, they might not be given quite as much as normal. Um your ticket sales are down because that is the sport they really make money off of ticket sales. But um, in terms of like things like TV deals, there's really none of that in D2. Um, just like exposure, it's just not it's not all there. So that part makes me think they'll wait. Like when D1 yeah. goes in and starts playing football, I'm just like, this makes sense. There's millions, probably I guess billions. They got TV deals to hold. The TV up, deals you know? are that is the thing. Like they'll they'll cut fans. They'll say, well, they'll cut their losses there. The TV money, that's just that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Goes for all sports, like baseball. Baseball couldn't care less; they have no fans. They don't make money off of fans. No, man. They, they, the but, NBA is for sure getting all their money from TV deals. Oh my gosh, yeah. NBA, the NBA deals and the NFL deals are just like absurd. What, like TNT and ESPN yeah. pay for all that? Like there are. Do you know about the uh, the Silna brothers? Uh, they owned, I want to say, part of the, or they they owned a team. They owned an NBA team back in maybe the fifties or mm-hmm. something like that. And when they sold their team, uh, it was some. I don't remember the details, but they whatever they did when they sold their team, when they got out of the out of the league, they said that they wanted, I believe, two percent of all future television and like street like entertainment deals. Wow. So these guys are sitting, and now the last NBA TV money was out of this world. Oh, yeah. So they literally, the finesse of the century. Man, that is very smart. It is. I mean, the TV, like, I don't, people really do not realize the TV money. Like, people be like, oh, man, more fans showed up. This team could do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) ESPN pays something ungodly for their NFL package and they get one game a week and it's like the sixth best game of the week, but they still pay millions and hundreds of millions of dollars for the NFL package because that it's, it's the NFL and they draw eyes. It's ridiculous. At least now they get one playoff game, but it's rough out there. I do know that next week, uh, Monday night football will also be on ABC for the first time in like, I guess since it really? went off of ABC back in like '05, but I was like, "Oh wow!" Because I think I think they I think part of what ESPN is trying to do is that ESPN wants a Super Bowl, and the only way they're going to yeah. get a Super Bowl is if they put it on broadcast TV put it on ABC. And so they're gonna they're trying to show the NFL. Listen, we'll put we'll put our NFL games on ABC more often, trying to prove to you because they went in that rotation, man. Because I mean, the Super Bowl that's 
not that Disney needs the Super Bowl money, the ad money for the Super Bowl, but um, they went on that rotation, and I don't blame them because... Whew. Okay, so the Silner Brothers deal was even better than I thought it was. Oh, my. So the Silner Brothers were the owners of an ABA team, the Carolina Cougars, and when the NBA and ABA merged, the Carolina Cougars were left out of the merger, basically. Okay. So this says that when they were left out of the NBA... They nonetheless managed to turn it into one of the greatest deals in the history of professional sports. Of the seven teams that finished the final ABA season, the NBA would only accept four in the merger. Let's see. The Virginia, the Virginia Squires folded shortly after the season. The Colonels, somewhere, negotiated a $3.3 million buyout from the remaining ABA teams. However, the St. Louis Spirit, owned by, owned by the Silnas, held out for more, and in June of 1976, the owners... Of the four merging ABA teams, the Nuggets, Pacers, Nets, and Spurs agreed to pay the, the St. Louis owners $2.2 million up front and an additional one-seventh share of the four remaining teams' television broadcast revenue, quote, for as long as the NBA or successors continue in its, in its existence. <laughs> oh, my God. One-seventh. In return for the spirit folding. This was based on the principle that the seven remaining ABA franchises should get an equal share in the TV revenue of the merged teams. Thus, the Silnas would receive checks from the NBA on a yearly basis representing four-sevenths share of the television money that would normally go to every NBA franchise, oh or roughly 2% of the, te- of the entire league's TV money. That's the Finesse Hall of Fame. It really finesse, is. Finesse Mount Rushmore, first ballot Hall of Famer, whatever you want to say. That's unbelievable. So through the 80s, okay, in the first year that they yielded revenue out of it, the Silnas made 521000 Yeah, okay. And then the NBA exploded in popularity through the 80s and 90s. Yes. Through the 80s, they made $4.4 million. And from, let's see, at least $4.4 million per year through the oh, 90s. Oh, my goodness. From 1999 to 2002... They each netted twelve point five three million per year. Two thousand three to oh six, fifteen point six million per year. Twenty ten, twenty eleven, they were receiving seventeen point four five million annually. In twenty fourteen, the deal was costing each former ABA team five million dollars a year. So this is the Nuggets, Pacers, Knicks, and Spurs. I think I said. Man, the Silnas have received roughly three hundred million dollars in revenue as of twenty fourteen. Oh. <laughs> I wish I was them. The two Silna brothers each get 45% of that, and their attorney gets 10%. Imagine being that attorney. The attorney, okay. That attorney has made $30 million. My guy. Just up to 2014. Just for nothing, really. That's insane. They don't do anything for that. It's just. Uh, okay, hold on. In 2014, a conditional settlement agreement between the NBA, the former ABA clubs, and the Silnas was announced. As a part of the deal, the Silnas are reported to be receiving a $500 million upfront payment from the former ABA teams. In return, the former ABA teams will get a majority stake in the Spirit of St. Louis Basketball Club, which will retain control of a portion of the TV revenue streams from each former ABA team. So basically, <laughs> in 2014, they got tired of giving the Silnas all this money, so they said, here's half a billion dollars. And we're done. We're out oh of this. Oh my gosh! And we'll we'll get this. T- we'll keep getting this TV money. Whew. Man, 
amazing. I never heard of that in my life. That's incredible. It's really it's the top of the finesse Hall of Fame, maybe up there. Celtics up twelve, going to the fourth. Whoa, hello. What's he, the uh, what's the score there? Eighty three seventy one. Not looking good for my Miami Heat. I'm on the Heat bandwagon until I'm on the uh, the under bandwagon for uh, that game. Oh yeah, I mean it's looking all right. What's the two hundred and eight? Oh yeah, yeah, you're looking good. Yeah, but yeah, I'm on the Heat bandwagon unless they happen to face LeBron. Then I'm on the LeBron bandwagon. Yes. So basically, right now, it goes it goes Heat one, LeBron one, or Heat one A, LeBron one B. And then after that, I'd say Clippers, then the Nuggets, I guess. That, that'll be decided tonight. And then uh, there's like a few spaces. Maybe some of like the, the, the little kids in the bubble running around. There's, I like rooting for them on TV. They're fun. And then, there, then there's the Celtics after that. <laughs> I just have no interest in seeing the Celtics anywhere, um, just, just in general. I don't care about Lakers-Celtics happening. Uh, that's, that's old news. There's no real rivalry. Those teams don't care about each other. Yeah, not anymore. LeBron versus the Heat would be a that'd be interesting. Very interesting. Even though um, he didn't really play. Well, I guess Udonis Haslam is still around somewhere, but uh, he didn't really play with those guys. But you know, Spo is still there. Pat Riley will be around somewhere. Maybe they'll get in a fist fight or something. I don't know. That'd be fun. Because LeBron, he didn't really leave. I don't know if he. He didn't leave on bad terms, I didn't think, in Miami. I don't think. It was just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to go to Cleveland now. Now, I don't think Pat Riley was happy because obviously you want, yeah. you want him to stick around. But um, they did. They stuck with Wade and Bosch. And obviously that Bosch didn't work out because he had blood clots in his lungs. Yes, no and fault of Wade, no fault of his own. No fault of his own. Chris Bosch, nice guy. And then, you know, Dwayne Wade was just, he was on the decline at that point. He had been. Yeah. Kind of when LeBron got there, he started started slightly fading a little bit. There was about around at, during his last year it was like LeBron's carrying this team. Yeah. And then they lost they lost the Spurs because they had Kawhi on the upswing and they still had Duncan and Manu and Tony Parker. Yep. Past their primes but still really good. Yeah, really won that last one they won kind of easily. Like the Spurs Yeah, just, that wasn't really Spurs a, went in. I mean, I think it was like a five-game series. I think. Went in, got out maybe six. It, was, it yeah. wasn't that competitive. Because you think of the other one, I guess you think of the other ones, you know, being like yeah. Classic. The Heat just kind of went out quietly. Went out quietly, and LeBron's like, "Yeah, I guess I'm out of here." Yep, they got the number one pick. Yeah, it was like, all right, they got the number one pick. Who was supposed to? It was supposed to be Andrew Wiggins, and you know, can't oh. miss, can't miss prospect. The ne- the best prospect since LeBron. Tank for Wiggins, man. Uh, they traded it for Kevin Love, which ended up being the right decision. Yeah. Because LeBron wanted Kevin Love instead of Wiggins. That was a better fit on that team. Yeah. I mean, obviously Wiggins ended up being not that great yeah, anyway. Even if Wiggins would have been like close to expectations, yeah, it, just it wouldn't have been a, a good work, a good fit. Yeah. And that, that does that does kind of uh, soften the blow a little, a little bit since LeBron's had another team in between that tenure. Like if he'd been with Miami all the, those years, all, you know, seven, eight years, that would be a little different, but... It sort of worked out for the Timberwolves. They ended, Andrew Wiggins was bad enough to where they got the number one pick again, and they got Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, and then they traded Andrew Wiggins and a pick for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. They should be all right, I, I guess. And and they got the number one pick this year from 
Oh, uh, yeah. Going up in the lottery. They were supposed to, I think they were like sixth, seventh, eighth yeah. in the yeah, in the odds, down. and they jumped up to number one. Lottery's rigged anyway. I don't care about it. It's fake. <laughs> so they can get LaMelo Ball now. Oh. Yeah, this year's draft, like, I I mean, maybe it's because, like, I feel like half of the good ones are just playing overseas or something. But I just including Lamelo. Lamelo. It's just I. I don't look at anybody and think, oh, I guess coming off of Zion, it's just everything else is yep. just going to be a disappointment. But there's apparently really... next year's will be good, which I guess you can. Al- it's, people always will say people that. Are always going to. But I feel that. like it's. I feel like it's more accurate in the NBA. Like people are more accurate at forecasting which drafts will be good and bad. Because yeah. I think even leading up to this draft, before this college basketball season happened, people were like, yeah, this draft's going to suck. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, basketball is one of the sports, like, if you can ball, you can ball. And every now and then some guy comes up and it, he just he doesn't work for the NBA. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like the Markel Fultz thing, I feel, I feel like I could kind of see that coming. Because he was good in college. He was good. I think. And, that- but he was never, like. Never. I mean, maybe it's because he was in Washington. And well, he that, was really good at Washington. Whatever his problem was, it was either an injury or mental or both. I think it was an injury. I feel like something got maybe. injured, and then he, he's like, "Let's just shift this." I don't know. He still kind of can't shoot at in Orlando. I think he just, he's good again. Like he's whatever. I think it ended up being a combination of both mm. physical and mental. I think I the think, mental I think came maybe, later. It, yeah, it might have been that he came back from his injury too early and they reworked his shot you know it might be that they like reworked his shot to get around his injury that's what i was thinking and then when he was screwed him over yeah and then he started missing shots and it's like i i don't think he felt comfortable with that shot no and i i didn't feel comfortable looking at that shot either no one was no one should have it was his shot was literally when you hold the button down on 2k till it forces you to release it like it was horrible like oh Gosh, painful to watch. Um, man, the Sixers just that makes me think of the Sixers and how that team is just like I don't. You I was, know, I was thinking about this a few weeks ago with the Sixers. It's like you need Ben Simmons and Embiid to be great with that roster they have now. They need to be great, and they're consistently both really good. Yeah, and to me, it's like you either need like a top tier superstar to come in with those two or you have to blow it up to for me Be- or, or Simmons has to shoot because yeah. right now it's like you're stuck there like that what they are now second round maybe Eastern Conference Finals appearance that's what they are like you're not going to get any further with that team as long as Simmons can't shoot and Embiid is not being dominant which I think he's capable of Jimmy Butler was the exact kind of player they needed and he just wanted to go to Miami. Yeah. Well, because Embiid's just like, as much as every now and then he comes out, he's like, I'm putting in the work. I'm coming out. I'm a do-. He's still, like, he's just lazy sometimes. He loves to just shoot threes. But he's not good at them. No. He's not actually, like, he hits them enough to where guys go out there and guard. He sh- shoots like 30, yeah. low 30s yeah, percent on threes. It's like, why not go? Why not? They fall for the ball fake every time. Why not post like, somebody up who you're, Eight out of ten times going to be larger than, or more skilled than, and just go to work and and dominate the boards. But he's just like, eh, I'm just, yeah. I'll shoot, jog down the court, and it's like, yeah, that team losing Reddick too, man. 
That's that's a little yep. shooter, little shooter man out yep. there. That's the thing. Today's NBA is all about shooting threes, and your two best players, one doesn't shoot. Maybe he can, but he like, doesn't. I feel like Simmons could shoot. If you watch his high school highlights, he can. He was shooting threes and making them. I think he could shoot at a good enough rate. Like um, I don't know. Like how John Wall shoots threes now. Like he's not. He's yeah. nothing crazy, but it's like. He'll shoot him and it's like, okay. Low to mid 30%. Mid 30, like, Simmons could shoot that. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot. Uh, he could try He could try shooting with the correct hand. He, he could, could do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different story. And then, but. so you have one guy that won't, that, that brings the ball up, initiates the offense, will not shoot threes. And then you have another guy who's your center, <laughs> defensive player do. of the year, one of the, like, the most dominant inside player since Shaq. Yeah, and he loves to shoot threes. Yeah, and doesn't make them at a high enough clip to warrant it. Mm. It's a sad situation. It's the, like a worse version of what Nikola Jokic actually does well. Oh he sits gosh. out there at the three point line, drains them, passes passes the ball better than any big man in NBA history. Yes, passes the ball as well as pretty much anyone in the NBA right now. Yeah, um, with, with style too. It's not mm-hmm. just efficient. I mean, he does it. And I guess because he's so big, it's flashy. And the Bucks are almost in the same boat, though it's a little different there, where it's like Giannis. I don't know if Giannis will ever be able to shoot that well, just based on the way he is. Um, he can work on it, but I feel like he has worked on it like and has tried more than even Simmons has. And it's just like... He still throws up ugly bricks. It's ugly bricks. and but He he's makes one of those, some. Yeah, but it's just... They don't guard him on the three, because why, why would you? You know he wants to drive. And that's what you'll guard, and that's all it is. And people are saying, well, he's so he's he's Scottie Pippen because he needs a Michael Jordan because he can't do everything. And I'm just like, uh, you're not horribly wrong, but at the same time, not it's not too like, far off. It's like, they need another guy who can initiate the offense, like be a playmaker, and a guy that can get his own shot. They like need somebody Chris like, Middleton. Yeah, Chris Middleton. Is really good. He's not like that though. But he's he not, doesn't have it like he's that. Not and he's, a, he's not a he's not a creator. He's not, he's not a play. Shot. He's, he's not, not a playmaker. He can create his own shot, but he's not a playmaker. Yeah. Like Giannis is a playmaker, but when you clog the lane with a wall and he can't drive, yes, he's, because you because you don't have to worry about his three pointer. That takes away so much of the playmaking he can do because he can't do the same drive and kick that he does in the regular season. Yeah. So you need a guy who's a three-point, like a three-point threat, who can initiate the off, who can make plays, and like pass the ball. Yeah, that you need somebody can, like a, like a Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I could really use somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, man, a guy that's like you know, <laughs> maybe you know, it'd be nice if he had like a 50-40-90 season. Oh my god, one of these times wouldn't that be incredible for the Bucks? I know if they had a 50-40-90 guy that could that run point. Man, yeah, crazy. That'd be that'd be so. Man, just plug him in. Like all you would really have to do is you know just give Malcolm Brogdon some money and pay the luxury tax, and you'd be you'd be fine. Like imagine you know, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. He's gone. Giannis is out of there. I think it's done. He's nice. That's the other thing nice is guy in the media. Budenholzer, Budenholzer does not adjust. Oh my gosh, that it was painful watching that series. He refused. 
to make a coaching adjustment. I don't know what he's doing over there. He's just standing there with, yeah. with his arms crossed. I would have fi- would have just fired him. I would have fired him. I don't him. care if he was coach of the year last year. Whatever, like, I think the NBA coaches themselves, there was some there was some thing that votes on coach of the year that gave him to him two years in a row. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. Would not change a single thing. No. He wouldn't even play Giannis and even maybe Middleton, but not Giannis. He wouldn't play Giannis more minutes. Yeah. He was still putting Giannis at like 32 minutes, 36 minutes. Like when you get to the playoffs, the yeah. the MVP should be playing at least 40 minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, eh, maybe there were sometimes Giannis had a negative plus minus in some stretches. So maybe if <laughs> he saw that, he's like, hey, you know the numbers. <laughs> I mean, when he went down with the injury in game four, they, they won it. And then game five, they weren't doing so awful. That series got because it the felt with, more competitive. They, yeah. At least with it, you have to change your entire. You basically, the Heat made their entire game plan around playing yes. Gian, the, the the Bucks with Giannis. It's so when similar, he was out, it was kind of like, oh. It's a similar oh. situation to when KD got hurt and everyone thought the Warriors were better because they had more ball movement yeah. and all that. But they're really, they're not better without KD. Bucks yeah. aren't better without Giannis. It's just, you know, they got a little more flow. But I'd rather have the MVP out there than, you know, just... You know, Brooke Lopez just launching threes constantly, which he he did pretty well. I'll give him that. He did, did it well did, for a while. I didn't realize till that series he could he could knock down threes at a he was doing considerable it, He was rate. doing it last year. I think he's still it's it's still like not a very good clip. That was the other that was the other thing. It wasn't just a playmaker that they were missing, but also all of their like supporting cast guys were at best other than Kyle Korver average three-point shooters mm. and it, i mean it, Giannis doesn't shoot threes and his main thing is like driving kicked out to the three-point line right then you need better than pat Connaughton and dante <laughs> divincenzo pat Connaughton, like yeah. kyle and that if you, guy when you to put, the nba finals pat Connaughton, and when kyle corver's out there he's a liability on defense yeah. so like wesley matthews was shooting threes pretty well chris middleton can do it that's about it yeah, just was not. It just was Brooke not. Brook Lopez working. doesn't scare you on the three point line. They also faced a team. Eric Bledsoe doesn't. They also faced a team who is just the complete opposite, where there is not. Ever you could people watching the playoffs would say, "Oh, it's Jimmy Butler," but really, it's that whole team oh, is, yeah. spreads it out so much. They spread, and there's yes. not one person you can focus in on. You can pay a little more attention to somebody like Bam, or maybe if Tyler Hero is hot, yeah, pay more attention. But there's like really they, run, they got run, so many options. They'll run their ISO stuff through Jimmy Butler, but also. They a lot of the offense is initiated like they'll throw the ball to the elbow to Bam and they'll run the dribble handoffs with Duncan Robinson who yeah. makes fifty seven percent of his threes yes. and two a seven tonight though well eh, well you know six points that's why they're losing yeah Drogic is leading them he's got 20 I was gonna, that's the other thing I was going to say Drogic Drogic is good in the playoffs when they didn't have Kendrick Nunn and they started starting Drogic Drogic has been playing really well yeah so that's the other thing that. It's not just Jimmy. They got Bam and they got Drogic. They got the shooters, Harrow and Duncan Robinson. Jake Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's been weirdly good for them. Jay Crowder's been way better shooting threes than he normally is. <laughs> four of eight tonight from three. He's got nineteen yeah, points. Exactly. <laughs> he's been doing that all he's been doing that like since he got to yeah. Miami. That's why he's starting now instead of Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard, I don't even think, gets in the rotation now. He has not played tonight now. No. Myers, Myers I don't yeah, that's like a name where it's just like... So they shifted it around. It was like they were almost starting Bam at power forward, 
yeah. during part of the season. They were having like Myers Leonard at center, or you can say it was interchangeable, but it was still like two big men mm-hmm. instead of a, a small ball f- uh, power forward like Jay Crowder that can shoot threes and guard guys on the wing and switch. Yes. And Bam can switch on pretty much anyone. Yes. Even Yon. Well, he wouldn't switch on to Giannis, but that was somebody who could guard. Giannis, if you, it's mean, like, it's like he was it, like the Giannis stopper in yes, that one we, game in the regular need, season. If we need one, if we have one person on Giannis by by chance and we can't double him for some reason, can't form a yeah. wall, well, let's Bam's the guy we want. No, Though tonight, uh, not looking great. Yeah, what's what's the update on the score? Uh, Celtics there? up ninety four to eighty five with seven eighteen left in the fourth. Okay. Um, the Heat. Um, let me look at the numbers here. The team stats. You know, shooting forty four percent from the field, forty two from three. Forty two from three. Yeah, but Celtics <laughs> shooting forty one from three. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't. I have to dig into the numbers a little bit, but uh, turnovers. Turnovers eleven to nine. Okay. The Heat have eleven, so I don't. I don't know. I guess. Uh. I don't really know. I mean, they're they're shooting four percent better, but I guess I mean maybe four percent. I guess that's that's it. I don't know, but have to see this game, huh? Oh, it's it's down to a six point game. Okay, so that's interesting. Okay, the Heat have not been a great fourth quarter team, at least in the regular season. the The playoffs they've seemed to have corrected that. They seem to be more clutch yeah. than ever for some reason. It's I guess to a four point. Game. I guess it's oh hey hello hey heat and four heat and four it's still happening all right <laughs> you gotta have hope there's still six minutes that's like man that's like six basketball games I know as soon as we get off the air here a game seven between the Nuggets and Clippers is about to start man we we oh boy we can get into that too I don't know who to pick in that one because the Clippers abs a lot of people didn't see it because football was on I know I didn't turn I, it on until until halfway through the fourth quarter i turned it on i watched most of the second half i think uh because i had like games on my laptop and stuff but the heat or not the heat jeez, the clippers in the second half it was like as bad as i have ever seen them montrez harrell i don't know what's going on with him but he's been playing I, he awful. was late to the bubble i think yeah. he's just totally out of it I don't yeah. think he's in any type of I don't say he's not in game shape but he's not there he, yeah. mentally. It's like too t- to be fair, it's like he apparently lost the family member that like got him in the basketball, like his grandmother yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And I mean that affects a guy. Yeah. It's not a knock on him or anything. It's just like he's not Yeah, but I think the thing now is they have to adjust is Doc Doc needs to play him less. Doc will not play Zubots more than he is now for some reason. He won't play Zubots. I think Zub- I when Zubots and Jokic are on the floor at the same time, the Clippers have a a positive plus minus. And when it's Jokic and anybody else, it's way it's like so, something ridiculous. But but Doc will won't play Zubots any more than he is now. And even though everyone is telling him like Doc, please, like we know. It's it's one of the things you know exactly what you need to do, like right there on paper. It's yelling at you, and it, he's just too stubborn to do it. I guess. So yeah, Zubox played thirty minutes. Uh, J. Michael Green played twenty. I think I want to say the solution is play J. Michael Green more, but I don't know for sure. I mean, twenty minutes. That's still he was a minus ten in in the last game. Yeah. I wonder if they throw Joe Kim Noah out there. Oh, brother. <laughs> That's a wrap. I think that with how much switching is done now, I don't I don't know if you can How's he still in the league? That guy just is I don't like, know. 
if there's if, if it's possibly like a relic in the NBA from the past, even though it was only like seven years ago. Joe Kim, Joe Kim Noah is it like that? Man. Remember, it was really like the beginning era of maybe like the end. I don't even know if it's the end of the first stint that LeBron had in Cleveland, but it might have been. The f- and then into the beginning of the Miami LeBron. Yeah, was those Bulls teams? Bulls teams that played with like Derrick Rose, crappy defense, and, and had Joe Kim Noah. Good, who talked Derek all Rose. the trash. Yes, oh my, Carlos gosh. Boozer and Luol Dang. Like, oh, fun teams. Them yeah. and the old pa- the old Pacers, the Pacers. The were, early uh, the early 2010s was a fun time in the NBA. It's it's funny at my at my dad's house in Baltimore. Um, I had a when they moved to their new house a few years ago. Uh, my dad and my stepmom they gave they like had set up a room for me with a bed and everything and my stepmom got some decorations and one of them was a this like picture of a basket like it was like a painted basketball starting five like picture it was meant to it was like made to where there was like no faces on like the players it was just supposed to be like a just a generic like basketball yeah sort of but they were like colored in Mm -hmm. they weren't just like black yeah it was it was yellow and blue, and I could see like the shapes of the people's heads. I was like, "That's David West, Paul George, <laughs> <laughs> Roy Hibbert, <laughs> Danny Granger, and George Hill." Man, I feel like George Hill and David West you can't miss. Right, George Hill has a very small head, and David David West, West has a very big, ball very head. wide. Yes, yeah, that was Roy a fun Hibbert team, man. Too. Roy Hibbert. He was like the next. He's like, man, this next big, big yeah. man. Like he's coming he's like, through. You know, toe to toe with Dwight Howard. Oh my gosh, he's out here blocking Mello in the clutch. And then like, a f- few years later, just fell off. Really, fell off hard. He really did. Oh my gosh, that whole franchise fell off hard for a couple years. Just yep. so the Clippers desolate. are the Clippers are seven and a half point favorites tonight. That I don't feels like, that. like a lot. That feels especially like looking at the trend of the series. It, right, it was three one. Right, and. Ah oh, man, that's I what know. tonight I was like. Uh, maybe you know, cobble together the you know the under on the Celtics Heat game, parlay it with the uh, the Clippers or the uh, the Nuggets. Yeah, Nuggets plus seven and a half. Yeah, I like Nuggets plus seven and a half. I don't know if they win, but I like that. I like them. Or at least tease the two. You know, maybe. get them up a few points. Yeah, but man, um, I think tonight if Murray and Jokic. If they if they contain one or the other, I think they they run away. I think if they both have yeah. great games, I don't care what the rest of the team does. If they're both just out there, that's the thing. Doing what normally, they've been doing the past couple of games, yeah. it's over. This, I just it can't feels kind of different than the typical like oh this t- underdog teams forced the game seven. They're not a massive underdog. They're they're yeah. pretty good team. Yeah, they're not like you know it's this isn't like they a were six like a, or seven a, they seed. were like a possession away from the conference finals last year. Right. Right. But that's the thing is, typically, it's like, you know, you kind of think, ah, yeah, this underdog team forced the game seven. The favorite, the team that's a favorite, they might have just been like, you know, playing with their food a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they'll shut it down. The thing with the Nuggets is Michael Porter Jr. can go off. We saw Jamal Murray. I didn't even mention him. Jamal Murray. If he Murray, has a good game, that's, I mean, it's wraps. That's not, if, yeah. If Michael Porter Jr. has 15, 20 points. Oh, my God, yeah. That's, as long as Jamal Murray doesn't go, like, 3 of 14 from the field or something. Yes, which, man, the way he's playing the playoffs. Gary, Gary Harris came back from his injury, and he's been really helping them out. If we've seen Jamal Murray can go off for 50 points, and, like, obviously it was against the Jazz defense instead of 
the Clippers defense. But this is a night where Kawhi has to come out and he's got to say, just, I'm the guy. Yep. I put this team together mm-hmm. in the offseason. Me and Paul George. Kawhi's got to come out and drop 40, 45 points. Yep. Paul George needs at least 25, 30 points. They, like, they have to come out and be – I mean, because all the offseason, all season, it's like the Clippers, yeah, they're this great team, all this depth, this, these all these great defenders, but at the end of the day, why do we see them as contenders is because they have Kawhi and Paul George. And if those guys don't come out – The bench hasn't really just, been doing it for them in That's the what I'm saying. We have this perception of the Lou Clippers. Will and Lou, Harrell especially. Lou Will hasn't, like, you know – he had his his issues, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he missed some game. He's his rhythm got thrown off. Patrick Beverly has never really been a big <laughs> offensive player. <laughs> Mister eight seven eight points a game, right? Mister run around and fool everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Pep fool y'all, man. <laughs> it was funny to see people bring that quote back up from Russell Westbrook during the Lakers Rockets series. <laughs> be like, oh, he does is run around and he fool y'all. Yeah, and it's like well, that might be what Russell Westbrook is doing. Yeah, but we have this perception of the Clippers, and I mean, I guess in the, the actual regular season they were this when they had everyone in the game healthy. But the bubble's a different animal, and the the Clippers, and I don't think anybody in the bubble has been overwhelmingly great. Um, there's just no team that's out here like, oh yeah, that's it. Like they're like the the Lakers aren't a finals lock. The Clippers aren't a finals lock. Nobody is. Like mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, the Heat. We went, saw the Bucks got tossed out in f- nearly a sweep. Yes, yes. And the team that swept them is now clawing with the Celtics, which is you know that's a harder matchup for the Heat, I think. But yeah. at the same time, it's like yeah, you turn around and dominate the one seed, and then all of a sudden you're playing. You know, what is what are they like the three seed? The Celtics? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you turn on play the three seed and it's like a whole different it's a different ball game now. So it's an unpredictable playoffs. Yeah, let folks. me give you this from the from the la- from game six of the Clippers and Nuggets. The players outside of Kawhi and Paul George that played <laughs> at least fifteen minutes. Oh, let me no. tell you, Kawhi, eight of eighteen from the field, twenty five uh-huh. points. You would expect a little more from Kawhi. Oh, yeah. Kawhi's got to be better than that. Uh, Paul George, 9 of 21 from the field, 33 points. Everyone else that played at least uh, 15 minutes. Marcus Morris, 5 points in 30 minutes. Zubox, (laughs) 2 points in 30 minutes. Pat Bev, 2 points in 18 minutes. (laughs) Montrez Harrell, 5 points in 15 minutes. Landry Shamit, one point in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but then credit to J. Michael Green and Lou Will. Lou Will had 14 points in 24 minutes, and I J. Hope, Michael man, Green I had 11 points in 20 minutes. Listen, if you don't get 11 points from J. Michael Green, that's an even bigger blowout. Ugh. They lost by 13 with getting 11 from him. His last game you're talking about? Yes. And they also, in the second half at one point, were being outscored 62-30. to 30. It was an Oh, just unbelievably bad second half for that team. Like they just they were up like seventeen at halftime, completely melted down. It's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, and the game before, you got thirty six from Kawhi, twenty six from Paul George. You got twelve on ten shots from Marcus Morris. <laughs> uh ten points on eight shots from Pat Bev, five points from Zubox, the bench, three, six, four, and three points. Amazing. <laughs> really spreading the ball around there, boys. Everyone gets one one basket. Everyone can make one shot, and then you we move on to the next one. Pathetic. 
Four Kawhi, point, four Kawhi, point game. <laughs> is that game game five? Kawhi was a minus twelve. <sighs> Kawhi Kawhi has not been the same these Benji. playoffs. Last year, Kawhi he was the man. Everyone's saying he hasn't up really there. had that like super efficient. So he's been like putting up his numbers, but it hasn't really been in superstar fashion. It's not. He hasn't had one of those games where I'm sitting there going, "Wow." Kawhi is a top he has two, like, top three player in the league. He's just has he has, he has stretches in the game where he kind of takes over, and mm-hmm. it's like he like two or three possessions in a row get shoots that mid range jumper. Yeah, yeah, he's got to step up tonight. His legacy's on the line, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Kawhi does not win tonight. He's a uh, he's a bust. Yep, just like Brad Stevens coaching for his job. He is. He always is. Yeah, and I don't know about Jimmy Butler, but uh. If he doesn't win this series, I, it's, that's it for his career. I think he should probably retire. I think he should. Though Tyler Hero um, and Bam, that's a, that's the big two. Those are solidified. That's the next. Uh, that's the next Jordan and Pippen there. That's the next Kobe and Shaq. Oh yeah, man, white hey, Kobe. W- hey, we called it. I just want to uh, run this back. I was listening to the back catalog over the over the last over the last few months. The back catalog <laughs> of a highly disputed. We told you. We called it. We said that the power of Caucasian strength would lead <laughs> oh, the God. Heat to victory over the Bucks. We didn't call it, but we said that if they were going to do it, that's what it would happen. And look, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, they did it. Yes. In five games, almost a sweep. We called it. I was only half joking. When we I said, said that. we said, literally, Ryan, Ryan said. Now, we on weren't the show. on the radio, but I did. Once the Heat and the Bucks were the team, I was like, the Heat are probably winning that series, man. The Bucks give up too many threes. The Heat are going to knock them down to play good team ball. Saw it coming a mile away. Quote from Ryan Stickle on that podcast was, the 2020 NBA playoffs, look out for the Whites. And you know you know who didn't look out? Was Giannis. He didn't. He didn't see it coming. Yeah. Oh, that's our show, I guess. Yeah, we're running, we're running out. Running out. I'm used to a podcast where I can talk for hours. Yeah. We did not get to the NFL schedule. Uh, it's week one. It's not That's, important. Yeah. Who cares? I wasn't worried about getting to that because Games we'll, let, we'll anyway. let week two happen and we'll see. And then we'll let COVID take over. It won't be a season. We can just talk about the baseball yeah, I mean, series in the bubble. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Who cares? Lamar looked like an MVP again. Who, who, Every team looked the same as last year, honestly. The Cardinals look better. That's about it. There's basically, yeah. The Giants are still a joke. The Browns are even more of a joke somehow. Get out of here. Baker Mayfield, retire. Please. I'm sick of Baker Mayfield. I think we all are. Tyler Hero makes a three-point jumper. It's a three-point game. With three minutes left. Woof. Hey, we we got to get out of here and watch the end of that game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Radio we'll see you all later. Uh, highly <laughs> highly disputed. We're back and better than ever. I don't know. Nah, not better, but we're back. That's yeah. <laughs> we're, who you, knows? De- you decide if we're better than ever. Let us know on Twitter, at DisputedHighly, at Rstickle24, at uh, VillainBishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll see. Hey, see y'all. Yeah, WSHC Shepherdstown, the yeah. voice of Shepherd University. Started talking like an a, a Italian gangster or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, see you next week, eh? Yeah, <laughs> see, see you next week. Tuesday, 8 o'clock, yeah. <laughs>